Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's up, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is Arthur Most Wesley Euler right here on Steelers Nation Radio as we take you inside of this beautiful thing we like to call the Steelers Blitz, and that is always spelled with a Z for those that might be curious or non-spelling beat champs like yours truly. But regardless of what you may think or may not think about the spelling of Blitz, with this show, it is interactive. And with this show, we know that, hey, we got something big happening tomorrow by way of the first round ah, you of don't the NFL say. draft. So you know it's going to be live and active, and I cannot wait to get this thing rolling, man. Not only are we going to, you know, discuss it, me and my main man, Wesley Eula, right here, but we're also going to open up the phone lines. Man, Terrence Garvin is going to join us for a second segment, talk a little bit about what he thinks the Steelers will do in the first round versus what he may want them to do in the first round. Mm. And you know we're going to open those phone lines up to you, the power grid, the megawatt, to hear your thoughts your opinions on what you would do in the first round versus what you think the Pittsburgh Steelers would do in the first round. But either way, it's going to be a fun-filled show. So without further ado, my partner in crime, Wesley Euler. How we living today, baby? Wonderful, Arthur Motes. It is draft day eve, you know, up there with Christmas Eve. I have always mixed emotions on this day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Ready to, all right, we've been talking about this. We've been speculating about this. We've been doing all the hypotheticals for months now. Let's just get it over with. And then also being like, well, I mean, you know, it's kind of like Christmas in that regard. It's it's like over before it starts. And then you just kind of sit there and you're like, oh, wait, all right, well, that's it. It's done. Now it's, you know, it's Sunday already and the draft is over. So I'm excited. We're going to have plenty to talk about today and, and certainly um, for the next couple weeks here. And, and it is the NFL draft in Viva Las Vegas, you know. It's going to be huge. Can't wait. Can't wait, man. Like I said, it's always a fun time, man, when I think of it. Just because, like you said, the buildup is always real, man. The buildup has been going on for us since the season ended. You know, it was one of those things that, granted, we focused on free agency, but we know that the Steelers' history is they like to build through the draft. So we typically don't get over-enamored with the free agency element because we know how much stock the Steelers put into their draft process and just how valuable they view their picks, which is different. Not everybody or not every organization views their draft picks the same way or hold them to the same standard that the Pittsburgh Steelers do, but that is what makes them so unique in that vein. But it got me wondering, man, you know? I was like, this has to be today's topic. What we want versus what we think the Steelers will do. Love it. Because sometimes those two things aren't always aligned. Correct. And we do know that there are multiple variables because – as I was thinking about this, I was like, I know I'm going to get that person out there that's going to say, they're taking a quarterback, and that's that. Okay, cool. Well, which one? But then I'm going to also get that person out there that's like, well, every quarterback's going to be gone, so they can't take a quarterback. Okay, cool. Well, and who are they, they going to take? And where are they going? Because this exercise, ladies and gentlemen, it is impossible to be a one-word or two-word answer. You have to elaborate. Oh, and that's man, what I love. I got to show my work? Yeah, absolutely, because I am, I am not a fan of the people that just give answers with no work being shown. Uh-uh. Nah, nah, nah. Not today, ladies and gentlemen. Not today. But with that being said, man, 
Wes Eula, you're mm-hmm. the GM today. Oh, excellent. Okay. But Love just it. just for a couple of minutes. Then after that, I'm going to take the GM hat away from you. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's right. short-lived. You got to earn right. it. You got to earn right. that GM stint. All right. Fine. For the long haul. Okay? okay. Okay. Fine. But, Wes Eula, Pittsburgh still is on the clock. It's 20th pick in the draft. Every quarterback is on the board. Oh, wow. Have at it. So is this only a quarterback conversation, or can I say, like, is Jordan Davis still on the board? Is Chris Olave still? Or are you just, I just, just told you, every quarterback is on the board. Jordan Davis is on the board. No Olave, though. Actually, no. No Jordan Davis either. He went 15. Okay. Olave went because 17. you got to think, mm-hmm. if a lot of these guys we have talked about who yeah, might be there. If the quarterbacks are on the board, that means those no guys are not. Taken, Come on now. That means those Absolutely. guys are gone. So that, mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Um, Malik Willis. Like, without question, without hesitation, mm-hmm. I don't think he is the best of the quarterbacks to start week one in September, but that's okay. I don't need him to start week one in September. I'll let Mitch Trubisky, whether it's one game, two games, 12 games, and I will take Malik Willis, the guy that I think, listen, we can all agree and disagree on a lot of different things about quarterbacks in this draft. I think the one thing that the majority of people agree on is that he is the one that right now has the highest ceiling, the most juice still left to squeeze, Ooh. cousin. Okay, okay. So, do, 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 do. I'd take Malik Willis, quarterback, out of Liberty. I like it. Now, you still like him over your boy Kenny Pickett because I know you're a Kenny Pickett guy. Don't you stop. I know how you feel about Kenny Pickett Jr. Not Pickett? I said Jr. on top of that, right? Yeah, I was going to say. He, I was going to say, I don't know if he's a Jr. or not. Name? I just threw it out there, right? You Kenneth know, R. Pickett? It, it I don't just know. It sounds, better, sounds right? like it might it just, work. Yeah, yeah. No, I... Again, if, if, if the Super Bowl was week one... Yeah. I'm taking Kenny Pickett, okay, but the Super Bowl ain't week one, mm-hmm. and I think for all these quarterbacks, they're hoping to have a longer than one week career. They're hoping this to have true. 10, this 12, 15 years at this thing. I just, I think Kenny Pickett is the most ready week one out of these mm-hmm. guys, but I think Malik Willis has another level to his game um, just in terms of raw talent and ability that none of the other guys, including Kenneth R. Pickett, have. Yeah. And you'll be willing to essentially bet the house that he's going to tap into that potential sooner rather than later? Or is this one of those things that we're anticipating, or you're anticipating? You know what? We're gonna play with Mitch Trubisky for the whole season, and essentially this is a glorified redshirt year for Malik. So, see, I would I would see how it works out with Mitch. Like, I would I would be pretty clear with Malik Willis that mm-hmm. hey, unless you come in in training camp and in the preseason and just wow us, yeah, it's gonna be Mitch. And I know every time we talk like this, we get a couple people who tweet us or some people who call us, leave comments, whatever that say, well, why are you guys just assuming it's Mitch? It could still be Mason Rudolph. I, we're assuming it's Mitch, all yeah. right? <laughs> um, and and, and if, if, if you disagree with that, that's fine. You can disagree with that. But, you know, we've, we've had this conversation before. We don't need to go down that road again, why Moats and I believe that it's Mitch Trubisky's right. job as we stand currently. That's in the old podcast. You can go listen to those conversations. Mm-hmm, Steelers mm-hmm. Blitz, wherever you get your podcast. Is that simple? I'm, I'm saying to Malik Willis, you know, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. How about that? And I'm starting with Mitch Trubisky again, most likely, unless yeah. Malik wows me throughout training camp and preseason and is clearly the guy. And then if it's two weeks with Mitch and he's struggling and you think Malik Willis is ready, then you then you pull the trigger. Then you go to him. If it's four or five weeks into the season and the Steelers are four and one, Five and two, mm-hmm. something like that. Well, th- that's really bad math by me because you couldn't be at week five of the season and get to five and two. But <laughs> hey, hey, e- either way, we make it work. We make it work. Um, if things start out well, if the offense is clicking and scoring some points and you're winning games, I, I would I would stick with Trubisky. 
as as long as I felt that that was the best formula. But I would be in I would be in no rush to get Malik Willis in there. But I would also be in no rush to pull Mitch Trubisky when I thought the time was right. And what was the thought process? Right, right, so also, I wouldn't oh. slow to pull Mitch Trubisky. I should say when I thought the time was right. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Now. I guess my my next question is, what was the deciding factor for you in going Malik Willis and knowing that in your scenario that you just broke down, he might not play week two, he might not play week six, versus actually getting a wide receiver to help Mitch Trubisky be successful early on? What was the deciding factor with that? The deciding factor on that was that, kind of like we alluded to, if there's still all the quarterbacks on the board, Mm -hmm. I think probably all the wide receivers that we would want at that position would be gone. Okay. I'm still now second round. I'm really hoping that there's a sky more there that there's, okay. you know, that there's that, that, that would be my priority in the second round. Okay. But, um, I just, again, if, if I'm being realistic, right, right. I'm thinking that if there's no quarterbacks taken in the top 19, then a lot of those guys have already had Williams is gone yeah. and Wilson is gone and Olave mm-hmm. is gone and London calling is gone. And, yeah. you know, Trey Burks might be gone mm-hmm. then as well too. Um, that that was my my reasoning there, my logic there. Okay, okay. No, I could dig that, man. So I guess for me, man, in this exercise. I was going to say, now I want to hear yeah. your answer. So if all the quarterbacks are available, that means a lot of those wide receivers are gone. More than likely, a Jordan Davis is gone. But it makes me also wonder that, all right, if those guys are gone, does that mean that a Devin Lloyd has potentially slipped down the draft to me? And that's the part where I'm kind of stuck because if he is available, I'm taking Devin Lloyd over any of these quarterbacks because to me, I don't feel like any of these quarterbacks come in and beat out Mitch Trubisky to start the season. I don't either. And if they're not doing that, my next thing is, well, when do I think they will be able to beat those guys out? If the hype around Mitch, if this feeling that, you know, he's a a reimagined, redefined, just new version of himself, well, it's a strong possibility that Malik or any of these quarterbacks will never see the field this season. And essentially, I'll be waiting for it next season for them to get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted to wait for next season for a quarterback to get an opportunity, I would just wait to draft one of those guys because we do feel like that class is a lot better than this year's class. Now, with that being said, I started to weigh my options. I said, okay, which starter do I feel more confident in? Mitch Trubisky or Devin Bush? Mitch Trubisky or Devin Bush? I said one more time, which player, which starter do I feel more Because whoever I draft is going like, to ultimately like be that next guy. I wish everyone could see the wheels working in you know? your mind right now. I mean, I can yeah, just man. see that brain Absolutely, because, spinning. Because I look at both of those guys. Both of them have, you know, high pedigree, being first-round draft picks, top 10 picks. Both guys have flashed good, you know, play in terms of Devin Bush more so his rookie year. Obviously, Trubisky has a Pro Bowl season as well. But they both have flaws in their game. They both have some negativity. They both have some, you know, a little eh about them that doesn't excite us the most. But I think the biggest difference for me right now is the whole out of sight, out of mind thing. Yeah. yeah. Mitch got that out of sight, out of mind season where a year ago he was able to be with Josh Allen and Brian Dable, and we know how that rubs off on people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they say, at least. That's what they say, <laughs> at least. But I think of, in the sense of, okay, at least I didn't have a chance to see him play bad. The only times we saw him last year, he looked good. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason why he was more one of the more talked about free agents this offseason mm-hmm. and why we jumped at the opportunity to sign him. I mean, we didn't even wait a long period of time in the free agency. As soon as it was open, say, yo, that's the guy we signed. Real quick. It was yeah. done. Yep. 
Whereas with Devin Bush, he didn't get that luxury. Devin played last year. And whatever excuse we want to go with, whatever variable we want to throw in there, I get it. That's cool. But at the end of the day, I can't unsee the bad plays that I saw last year. I can't unsee some of the lack in effort that I saw last year. And even though he did post a nice, you know, workout video on social media, uh, social media, it was cool. To me, that doesn't move my needle enough to make me feel like I'm, you know, back to being as confident as I was in him prior to last season. So long story short, or make it long story long, I'm going to go with Devin Lloyd here because I just feel that he would give me more of that instant impact. He definitely gives me a rotation at worst. But if he comes and he's up to the to the challenge, he beats Devin out, Devin Bush out, and he's the starter week one with Miles Jack. And I have the flexibility now with whatever I want to do with that linebacker room in terms of contracts going forward. I'm not, you know, pigeonholed into having to feel like I have to extend Devin Bush or I have to keep him out there on the field if he's playing bad like last season. If Devin Bush is playing well and Miles Jack is struggling, well, hey, I have a viable option to put out there for Miles Jack as well. Because we saw a year ago, we made a free agent acquisition, a trade right before the season started, Indeed. splash signing, Joe, uh, Joe Schobert, and it was supposed to be perfect. But there were times last year where, you know, it's, he struggled a little bit. And it was like, well, where do we turn? It was times when Devin Bush struggled. It was like, well, where are we going to go with this? And turning back to Robert Spillane, nothing against Robert, but Robert as the starter for the full season, that's not what you want out there. And I just think that, man, if you don't bring in a little bit more of an upgrade in that position, then you are going to be stuck with, sure. you know, the crapshoot of is Devin Bush going to bounce back? Sure. Is Miles Jack going to look the same? And you just really don't know all like 100% in that avenue. And I just think that, man, by bringing in a Devin Lloyd, you do get that luxury. You do have so much more flexibility and just a reassurance there. And he's going to give you impact this season. I, Not the long I game. completely agree. I, uh, I did a top 40 big board mm-hmm. Okay, this week. And I had Devin Lloyd ninth on what my— your, What were your quarterbacks at on that board? <laughs> I didn't list the first one until 28. Malik Willis at 28. And then I had Pickett 33. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, I would go. I would go Devin Lloyd over Malik Willis. Okay, I would. I absolutely would. Jordan Davis as well too. I, I just think that they're more surefire bets. Yeah. Now I, I, I do know. Listen, I'm not naive. It's a, it's a quarterback league, and if you've it got is, your, yeah. if you've got your pick of the litter at twenty, I mean that's rare. That like mm-hmm. never happens, and. I don't. I wouldn't wager money on that happening. Like this is rare, but, but if it did happen this season, we would not we be would surprised. Not, we would not be shocked for, 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 for a real reason. I think we that would be think... a little surprised just that a quarter, like someone didn't reach for one. But I wouldn't be right. shocked. I wouldn't but be shocked. We'd be more surprised at the non-reach, not at the fact that a yeah, talented correct, guy is correct. there, Absolutely. because we don't feel like any of these quarterbacks are top twenty players, and that's like my biggest issue with this whole pre-draft process. We're talking about drafting guys in the top ten in the top 15, mm-hmm. that when you put them on a big board, they are not the 20th or 25th best player in this draft. 28, Malik Willis. 33, Kenny Pickett. I, You know what? I lied. I went all the way down to 50. I had uh, duh, duh, duh. Uh, I had Desmond Ritter at 40. And that's it. That's all I got there, cousin. Yeah. Three of them in the top 50, none in the top 25. Malik Willis, my highest at 28th. 
I'll tweet out this big board at some point in the next 24 hours. Or yeah, you so. should, man. You I gotta comb should, through man. it one more time just to make yeah. sure. I I'm, 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 here's my list. All right, I didn't forget anybody. Did true, I? True, true, true. <laughs> I gotta have to double check and be like, all right, wait, I, I included everyone, right? I'm not missing anyone here. All right, so that was exercise, obviously, with every quarterback falling to us, right? So we said, hey, man, more than likely your Jordan Davis type, your Chris Olave, your Jamison Williams, all your, you know, really good stud plays that we said could potentially fall to us are not available that because fit, fit positions right. of need to yeah right but now we'll spin it okay love it malik is gone kenny pickett is gone do we want to throw a third quarterback in there that, that's gone as well or just two of them things it's up to you because pretty much i'm just i want to i want you taking, to feel like I'm you not have one anyway okay i was i want to I want, I want you to have the pick of the litter right here okay okay is Kyle Hamilton on the board? No, he is not. Okay, that because I think that that's yeah. maybe the one that's important. Yeah, enough. but Kyle's that one. It's like, man, if you fall, like, there's just no way. It's, I don't there's see. Just, there's just no. There's just no. How? Way. He is sixth on, sixth on my big board. By I was the about way. to say, if he falls, it's a lot of GMs that need to be smacked. That's all I'm saying, man. That is a very nice way to put it. So you're telling me basically, other than the 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 top quarterbacks and Kyle Hamilton, right? Realistically, I can't say Sauce Gardner here, right? Yeah, I'm gonna say Stingley Jr. as well. Like those, yeah. yeah, the guys that we've talked about. Yes, I would really consider Olave. I thought you were gonna go Drake London. <laughs> Honestly, if he was there at twenty, I would. I'd had, I would. I would think about it. Uh, Devin Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Still available? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this mm-hmm. exercise, yes. I, man. That's that's a tough one too. To me, it comes down to Jordan Davis, Chris Olave, Devin Lloyd. Mm -hmm. I could argue for all three in different ways. I could honestly probably argue against all three in different ways. (sighs) And you were in three different positions, too. I was a little surprised by that. Devin Lloyd is the highest on my personal big board. But again, I would label the other two positions as more positions of need. Mm, Wide wide receiver, you know, and, and, uh, and defensive line as opposed to middle linebacker hmm I don't know Motsi I can't I can't quit him I can't quit him all right I'm going Jordan Davis the big ball they just these guys that are 6'6 340 pounds and move like running backs don't come around very often Mm -hmm. I'll take my chances on that guy all right, all right. I need all to right. reinforce that defensive line too because no, there's we definitely just, do, man. There's a lot of question mark. There's a lot of uncertainty there. So you said into it, we're, we're we're not trusting. We're not. We don't bank on that coming back. I'm not trusting in him not coming back, but I'm not putting it on my currency either. That in, into it we trust. No. <laughs> into it we sit on the fence until we see it. Oh man, come on, man! It's draft time, but we don't have that luxury. Alu Alu, you know he's not exactly a spring chicken anymore. Exactly. All right, all right, you gotta, you gotta, re- right. you gotta reinforce that defensive line. Jeez, let me find out you're getting a little worried about some age, a little, little, little ageism over some there, man. Fine, some fine wine. Yeah, man. You I, come on, man. You ain't said that about Cam. Cam aging. He he will. I said that about Devontae Wyatt. I think. I, can I? Can I? Can we have this quick conversation? Yeah, let's go, man. I, I, I keep talking myself more and more out of Devontae Wyatt. He's 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're getting a quarterback at that oh, age. Oh, now he cares one thing, about the age. Because the quarterback will play till he's 40. Not the, necessarily. The defensive lineman ain't playing until he's 40. Ben ain't even played till he was 40. Close, though. He didn't get to 40, though. So, <laughs> Drew Brees was close. Listen, Peyton listen. Manning was close. We we have one quarterback that's played past 40 to that level, and we just throw it. Oh, they all play to the 40s. No, they're not. 
Hey. No, they are not. Hey, you know, Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl at like 38, 39 or from a, I want to say they are not playing into their 40s. Yeah, Peyton Manning won that Super Bowl. Yeah. Don't ask any questions. Just now yeah. he won that Super Bowl. Uh-huh. I want to say this this whole narrative. Oh, they all played into their 40s. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Okay. I mean, that might be 10 years. He might be retired. If he retired at Arthur Motes' age, you know, he's six years in the league. Boy, those are six elite years, though. Hey. Then it's then it's then it's probably worth the juice. <laughs> That's all I'm asking because I'm, I'm asking to myself like, <sighs> would you rather have a guy that's going to be dominant potentially, you know, a top five player at his position, you know, might be a little bit older, or you know, guy that's slightly younger. I don't know. I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to hi- I didn't mean to hijack though. your you know conversation. I didn't want to hijack. No, no, your I like this though, man, because it's it's legit. But I just think of like when I hear the narrative about Kenny Pickett and it's like, oh man, he's older, he's older, he's older, and it's like. All right, see, cool. Again, though, quarterback, I, I don't know. That just doesn't bother. I think those guys are going to continue to play longer and longer. They're so protected. But they're not good. How many not good quarterbacks well, play hey, 10 on. plus don't, years? Don't disrespect Brandon Weeden like that, all right? Did he get 10 in? No. It's a lot of, he got it's, 10 That's all I'm saying. It. It's a lot of guys that can play. Oh, he can play till he's 40. Hey, is he good enough to play till he's 40? That's the other part. I just don't know. You know what I'm saying? But at least I think, man, with, with uh, Devontae Wyatt, man, definitely – like, I think that he's one of those guys that even if it is a seven-year career, I still think he's going to be That could be like six, six out. Like, great yeah, years. Yeah, that's yeah. all I'm saying, man. And that's the reason why, like, for me, it doesn't make me nervous about him. Especially once the off-season, the off-field stuff was cleared up. It was like, all right, cool, man, you're good then. All right, I don't have any issues with that. You're healthy? Like, yeah. him being 24 doesn't bother me. If he was 28, 29, I think that's a difference. But at 24, sure. I'm like, bro, you still going to— If gonna, he's Brandon Whedon's age, right. that's a difference. At 24, you're still going to get a contract out of him, potentially two contracts. And we can't sit here and act as if now we care about second- and third-year contracts when we drafted a running back a year ago and we said, hey, we don't expect this guy to play more than five, six, seven years. Nah, nah, that's not how it goes. Their shelf life is small. But you know what you're getting him for. You know he's going to serve this purpose, and he's going to do this, and he's going to do it at elite level for X amount of years. Well, we ain't blinking twice about Najee. So I just think it would be the similar no, approach. That's all, man. No, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. All right, now I want to know where you go here. Oh, man, for me, this is easy, man. I'm going Alave. Wide receiver. I, I feel like that's the next biggest need or the most pressing need right now. And if I have Alave, if I have Jamison Williams, shoot, any of those guys that we classify in that first tier of wide receivers yeah. available, I'm going there at 20. Because You're going I'm, Alave over Devin Lloyd? Yes, because yeah. I just think that, hey, man, Devin Bush, excuse me, he's going to be good enough. He could be good enough with Miles Jack. And I can still come in here and get a, a linebacker potentially in the mid to rounds. But in order for this team to look like it needs to be, they're going to need to have everything available to them on offense. This whole narrative, oh, we're just going to run the ball and play defense, that's all well and good. But at the same time, you have to be able to spread it out a little bit because when teams start to pack that box, that's not going to bode well for Najee. Number one, for his productivity. Number two, for his health. You don't want that guy running in eight-man boxes the whole day going time all season, and you're giving him the ball 30, 40 times a game. That's not what you want for him, and he's not going to last that long. But if you have another wide receiver out there and you have another weapon for Mitch, a guy that can create separation early like Alave can, a guy who can run routes at a high-end level like Alave can, well, now you have another piece to the equation, someone else for the defense to worry about, where even though we know we're going to run the ball, they can't just say, hey, you know what? We're going to single up these guys outside, man. We ain't worried about them. No, no, no. That extra receiver, that extra added talent, 
ultimately forces that defense right. to respect it. And I think that that helps Najee in the long run. So you're still able to take that same philosophy. It's just the window dressing is different. But the window dressing is a lot more valid and real when Alave is your third receiver out there versus it being whoever else we want to say. Correct. Miles Boinkin, Anthony Miller, Cody White. I mean, they're cool on paper, but we haven't seen that productivity consistently enough to as a defender to say, you know what, we need to be worried about this guy. We haven't seen that. Whereas Alave, he is going to bring that to the equation. And that's why, for me, I would go with him because, like I said, I don't think any of these quarterbacks are beating out Mr. Trubisky to start this year. I even got my dust day to beat out Mason Rudolph to start this year. That's just the reality Ooh. of it. Now that's a whole other can of worms conversation. I mean, but think about this, right? When when Mason was coming out, and you compare him to how these guys are coming out, I think that he would still be one of the top guys coming out. I do. No, I think you're that that's that's fair. That's fair. It is. I mean, he he had a monster senior season. His wide receiver won bullet the Bulletnikoff Award, just mm-hmm. like Kenny Pickett's wide receiver won the Bulletnikoff Award. Yeah. Um and they had a they didn't win the Big Twelve, but I believe they were in the Big Twelve championship game. Mm-hmm. I mean they 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 had a a very a very solid season, particularly on offense that year. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, here's a good one that kind of fits to the topic here. Rod Dalla wants to know: Do you like Olave over Garrett Wilson, or were you just kind of assu- or are you I assuming that Garrett, Garrett Wilson was gone? Was gone? Okay, yeah, Garrett was gone. That's what I thought yeah. too. Because Garrett, from what I've seen, I mean, I haven't seen him mock past fifteen. I would be whereas like shocked yeah. if he was there. Whereas like Alave, he, he might be the first wide receiver. That's off the board. that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, if I say Garrett Wilson, Drake London, those were the two guys. Even Trey Burke to an extent were you know mocked and talked about going a lot earlier than that. Chris Alave, Jameson Williams type, and that's why for me, that's why I chose I chose Alave. But if Garrett Wilson's there, I mean that's a no brainer. Garrett Wilson is uh, definitely the better receiver. I think he is. Yeah. yeah. There's not a huge gap between the two, it's but enough, I, I, would, I, would, yeah. I would rank Wilson. I would rank Wilson higher. Yeah. Uh, ooh, and and you fun. saw the speed that Garrett Wilson displayed as well. This is he fun. wasn't supposed to be the speed, the speed guy. <laughs> I like this. That's what we like. Is it? Is that's it? Is it draft? Is it draft season? Like. No, it definitely is, man. This is the beauty of draft season, though, man. Because sure you got to have these exercises, man. You got to have these discussions, man. No, but, I love it. I love it. Mm-mm-mm. I guess I my only it. like when I was thinking about these receivers, I guess my only most difficult decision would have to be if it was Chris Olave versus Jamison Williams. Ooh. Solely because I think one is better, but one is not going to be available for you know a certain portion of the season, and that's the one that always has me like going back. That's and forth. tough. Yeah, that's good. Whoo! I think I would go Olave. <sighs> And I think I would go Williams. Yeah? Yeah. I just think, like, with Jamison, man, once he gets healthy. Oh, he could be the best receiver. I mean, he's got, like, top five receiver man. in the league potential. Whereas it's like, am I going to allow a five to six week potentially of not having him deter me from potentially having this dude for the next however many years dominating the league? Deter, good word. Yeah. Oh. Bill Cowher was proud of how you just used mm-hmm. that one right there. That's my only thing. I, it's, it's my biggest dilemma, man. No, that's fair my by you. My biggest dilemma. And maybe I did the politician thing there, do as I say, not as I do. It happens. Because I've been saying all along that I think Jameson Williams, Williams is Williamson is <laughs> Jameson man. Williams all right. is just a freak. No, without a doubt, man. Yeah. Without a doubt. Ooh, let me think on that one. I'll give you my final answer at the end of the show. Okay, okay, okay. But what we're going to do is this, man. We're going to go to break because when we get back, we will be joined by Terrence Garvin, oh, yeah. former Pittsburgh Steelers, West Virginia Mountaineer. 
Oh yeah. And we gotta inju- we gotta include him in this conversation in terms of what he would do versus what he thinks the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do. But Love either it. way, y'all don't want to miss it. Smokes and Euler on Steelers Nation Radio.